calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Blog Talk Radio. We are poor little lambs who have lost. Do you remember much of the, uh, I know the 60s, you don't remember anything, but the 70s, do you remember any of it at least? Hey, questionable. Uh, I've been told <laughs> a lot about it, <laughs> well, to be honest. Here, you're going to learn more again tonight. We're going to reminisce a little bit, but first off, you know, how has your week been? I heard it's snowing up that way, huh? You know, the, you know, we always talk about recovery a little bit. You know, and I, and I tell you, I'm I'm looking forward to the show tonight. I had a I had a very good exercise to Art Williams. You know, that's enough to get you motivated. But I do have some recovering. I've been recovering. You know, started out uh, Sunday. We were helping uh, Travis, uh, you know, move into his new home. And it's interesting. All three of my sons in the last nine months, Dave, have bought new homes, which is something to be proud of. They work so hard, and it's been great. And He's got this beautiful cedar home and 13 acres, you know. And and while I was on, I was on the three-year-old grandson duty, right? And he's got Uh-oh. this half-acre pond. Yeah, he's got this half-acre Uh-oh. pond. So I'm out with Chase, you know, and we're we're going around and having a good time. And I'm saying, Chase, you're getting too close to the pond. Get away from the pond, you know. And he's like shooting a squirt gun into it, and he's looking at at the old buck, you know. And he's saying, I'm fine, you know. And, and I say, you're getting too close to the pond, too close to the pond. Well, after a little bit, he takes a header into the pond, right? Sure and he does. The, the pond was cold. And what you should have seen the look on his face. So I had to go in and get him, bring him out. You know, and he was Did a little bit shook up. Did you get in the water up. too, Bob? You, you got in? Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I had to. Wow. <laughs> in order to get him. <laughs> you know, I, I would have paid big was, bucks to watch that. <laughs> it would have been a good one, yeah. But it, it was it was funny. So he comes on. He's of course he's a three year old crying and that. And we got him all dried up and dry clothes on, right back out to the pond. But he did stay a little bit further away, you know. So that was good. And then um, so we learned went to, yep. 
Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, I, I sold my boat, and the guy uh, was going to pick it up recently, and then something came up. He couldn't make it, which was good because we were doing some more things, making it perfect for him, that formula. Well, yeah, yeah. you remember the boat well, Dave. And selling, anyway, selling so my boat. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to pick it up with my brother on Monday, and, and the guy that was moving his trailer out scratched the side of it, so I was excited about that. You know, with, Beautiful. Um, but but the best part, the best recovery uh, this week, you know, you're talking about the snow out here. Well, Brilliant Bob thought yesterday at 53 degrees was a gorgeous day to drive an hour and a half to Ithaca in the vet, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to get it out. For the, for the, yeah, for the plan, it was a nice drive out and that. On the way back, I had an hour of one of the hours. That, the, ordinarily, it's an hour and 25 minutes back. And it was an hour and about 45 or an hour 50 because I had an hour of a solid, hard snowstorm. Well, that's when you called me, too, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah. In fact, when I called you, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how close it was that a tractor trailer almost ran me, blew me right off the road. You know, and... uh, but anyway, so I'm recovered. I mean, I'm I'm pumped about life and everything's good. How about you? How's your week going? How's the ticker doing? Oh, it's it's okay. I'm I'm having some coughing issues again, so it's obvious the new medicine isn't working. So I'm gonna have to go back. They'll they'll uh, experiment on me a little bit more. Um, so if I cough a little bit tonight, I apologize. If I go quiet, you have to cover for me. But uh, you know, other than that, I mean, I'm feeling okay. I'm, like I said before. You know, since I got on these vitamin things, for whatever reason, I very rarely have to take a nap. And, you know, I, I probably have gained 20 hours a week. So I'm getting a lot more done, too. So I feel good about That's that. Great. And then, uh, and, you know, listen, every week I look forward to this show. I look forward to putting it all together. Um, it's really a lot of fun when I start finding all these old, like, TV series clips and movie clips. You know, and then you bring back some of the old music. You know, people who have uh, called in versus, you know, coming onto the web, they get to hear the first 15 minutes that is not live, but they hear some music we play, you know, so we fool around with that. You're going to hear more of that later on tonight, but I'm hanging in there, Bob. I'm in a good mood, so we're going to move forward and have a good time tonight. Well, we always do, you know, just to let you know, I'm I'm counting on you to continue to, to move forward, get feeling better, because I didn't pencil you in, I inked you in for the two-day that member guest work. in September. You know, just yeah, I told you before. I said, "No, wait, wait. Let's let's do this publicly because people understand it." You 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 asked me. Now I I don't know what I'm doing next week, and you're trying to commit me to something in what September? What's four months? Five months? The whole summer is almost gone. So you want to take that away from me and get me to commit to something that I don't know what I'm doing next week? You know, and people yeah, think I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, am I? You know. No, you are not kidding, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just keep on pestering you. I'm hoping I'm going to wear you down, although I've never been able to yet. I'm hoping maybe this will be the first time. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's a trait. You know, we're, we're, and, and, again, we're going to talk about being raised and living through the 60s and the 70s. You know, um, like I said, it's really a lot of fun, Bob, when I start going back through it. A couple of big things that I just remember so well is that, you know, we you talk about you know your your grandson falling into the pond. Well, you know that was pretty common when we were growing up. I mean, the difference was it was my older brother or someone who dragged me out, or it'd be a neighbor that would find me, you know, floating on top of the surface and pull me out. 
you know, and it almost seemed to be commonplace for us to go out there and see how many snitches we could get. But, you know, we survived it. You know, personally, I think it makes us, I mean, you know, I'm I'm more careful when I walk on ice. You know what I mean? I'm more careful when I climb a tree. Not that I climb it anymore, but I think you have to go through some of those things. And that's just what you have to do with business. Sometimes you've got to fall out of the tree and get hurt because then you know what not to do the next time. Right? Isn't that an interesting analogy? Yeah, it, yeah, it happens all the time. What 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 do they what do they say? You fail your way to success so often. You know, as long as you yeah, as long as you stay. You know? Yep. Yep. As long as you stay on course, you know. Well, look, since we're going back in a theme bit, I want you to, to share with me because you're you're a lot older than I am, so you probably recall more of the sixties than I do. But may but then again, I also know you really well, so you may not remember any of the sixties, but is there anything special that you do that you'd like to share tonight? And then we're going to see if we can weave that into helping someone create a business mindset for what we do. Well, it's it, it's funny you mention that because, you know, I was talking to my good friend Frank Hunsinger the other day, and we were talking about the old days. And we were talking about the great relationships we had, even when we were young teenagers still riding bicycles, you know, we used to travel and go down into West Corners, which is in, in part of Endicott, and we knew the business owners of Hamlin's and My Three Sons and Frank's Bakery. And and we talked about going into the back door of Frank's Bakery and, and, and shooting the bull with him, cleaning, help him clean, and he would give us, like, free baked goods and things like this. I mean, it was such a great cool. relationship. These huge relationships back then you had – with business owners, you know, and uh, I, I look back on that, man, and I miss that, you know. I, I think, Dave, that that's carried through all my life because our own company, you know, we we treat like an old-fashioned type of company. We we do what we say, and it's just um, I and I like that era. Yep, yep, yep. the era was yeah, great. you know, it, it is great, you know. It, it's absolutely right. And, you know, like we talked earlier today about knowing who all the, the owners were of all the stores. If, if you think back to to the 60s and the 70s, every town you went into in the United States was different. You know, every every town had a, a pharmacist, the family that owned the grocery store. You, know, had, you know, you had the butcher within the grocery store. You had the hardware store owner, the camera store. I mean, it, it goes on and on. And I think back. To all those individual little businesses, little vendors everywhere that you knew as people lived in a town versus going into most towns today. It's a big difference, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It's 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 so different because everybody knew everybody. You know, I, I mean, anything that you did, I, I can still remember when I bought a, in 1970, I bought a brand new 340 Duster, right? Um, I was 20 years old. And having problems with the linkage in the transmission, you know, and, and kept taking it back for warranty work. And finally I was, I was talking to my dad about it, and he says, come on, we're going to take it down to Burt. Now, Burt Bert Franklin owned Franklin Sinclair Gas Station and, you know, like shop, right? Yep. Burt will fix that thing. My dad had very colorful <laughs> language, you know, and so we go down it. Burt was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Burt, Burt, always full of grease. Always smoking cigarettes, non, you know, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, non-filter cigarettes, horrible habit. 
even pumping gas. Yeah. But we go down, and Dad says, you know, he says, hey, they can't get this. Yeah, doggone Chrysler dealership can't get this. And then his colorful language, Bert puts it on a lift. And he says, look at these guys are stupid. And, you know, in, in 10 minutes, he pointed out what was wrong and fixed that. You know, it was just yeah, he could do that. that was that relationship, you know, and how good it was. Just the good old days, you know. Well, because like you said, I remember back when I grew up in Herkimer, we had Angelo's Sunoco Station, Brooker's Mobile, Ozzy's Exxon, you know, Esso, I think it was, yeah. or Golf. I'm not sure which, but you know, you always the, the gas stations were always owned by somebody, and you knew who they were, and that is not yeah. the case anymore today. Oh, you know, I, I know. Uh, I mean, I learned. I, this is what I learned from Bert Franklin. Now, this this is the grease monkey to own this place. I'll never forget. I, I went in one day and I'd been driving the car. I was young, you know, and driving the car. And I had been through, you know, an evening before with all kinds of bad bugs, Dave. You know, and, you know, yeah, they get yeah, on your windshield, yeah. and then and then you leave them out in ninety degree sun, and they bake on there. You know, right into so, the finish. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, and so I pull, I pull in for for gas and and you know how they 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 used to always clean your windshield, right? So Bert's yep. looking at the windshield and and he said, "What the heck you been doing, Bobby?" You know, and and I says, "Well, never mind, Bert." You know, and and, he's, and so he walks over to the old remember the old Coke machines? And they take, oh, they'd yeah, take the green bottles. Yeah, they they'd put the green bottles back in these wooden crate uh crates. So he looks around in there, and he picks out this half-empty bottle of warm Coke. And he brings yep, it over, and he exactly pours it on the windshield, yeah. and, and he cleans the windshield off perfectly in seconds. And he right. says, hey, Bobby, I'm going to tell you something right now. And he's smoking a cigarette, too, at the same time, you know. And he says, I'm going to tell you something right now. Don't ever put this stuff in your stomach. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And I never drink. I don't. I don't drink to this day. I don't drink two sodas a year because of what well, Bert so, said. Because I watched it take these baked off bugs off of a windshield. It was hilarious. melted them off. Well, you see, yeah. you learn. You know, you you yeah. learn from someone local. You know. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. you know, there were there were so many great shows back in the '60s, and I know that. Uh, and we always talk about reminiscing back. I tell everybody, listen, it's okay occasionally to just let yourself be entertained. You know, it's okay not to always be trying to drive home. I got to find a new prospect. I got to work, work, work. I said sometimes you just want to become a little bit more settled yourself. I got a couple great little clips, and I'm just curious to see if this brings back memories too. <laughs> You know, now all you have to do is play that clip, and then my favorite guy. Let's get this film down to the lab at Mrs. Mason's drugstore. Now, there he is, Barney Fife. And hear what he said? (laughs) Mrs. Mason's drugstore. It wasn't going down to Rite Aid, Walgreens. It was a person. Right, it was someone that you you could connect them with that store, you know, whole different deal than what we're dealing with today. But I think we have some clues that we can help some people with. And I'm going to use an example. You know, uh, about a month or so ago, I went out west, um, went through Vegas and down through Arizona, and my good friend Rob Utter, and he's a big fan of. Now I'm going to goof it up. But I know he called it three Ds, but is it was it drive uh, drive in something. Diners and dives, right? 
it may not be in that order. But what essentially it is is this guy, this guy, guy, is out there and he's finding these little little food places all across the country, and none of them are a chain deal. You know, it's usually some local one. And Rob and I started. He said, "Let's go look at this one. Let's go eat at this one." Let's. We started doing that, and I had a blast. And I realized, you know, there's still some of that out there. You just have to know how to look for it, right, Bob? Absolutely. You know, did you ever look up uh, the the greatest hamburgers in this country? It's not chain stores. These no, places I, yeah, that I have been right. around for fifty, sixty years. That and uh, I mean, uh, that's one of one of my bucket list. Is is to hop in a, the, the car and, and hit those those hamburger joints, you know? Wow, that's a pretty impressive bucket list you got going there, Bob. <laughs> I think it's tremendous if you looked at these burgers. I'm telling you, it's important. It's part of America, you know. Well, we had a good one out there. I think it was I think it was Paradise Valley Burgers. I think that's what it was. And I'm not even sure what was on it, but it was this big, thick burger. It had. Uh, Peppers. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. And I remember thinking, okay, if I had driven past this plaza, I would not have stopped in there. You know, but the fact is that because someone showcased this place, we took a chance in there and I loved it. And, you know, because of that, I would go back there. And if you did, all of a sudden now you would get to know the owner. So I find myself now only looking for the local places. Well, my good friend Rob Utter just said they actually have a place now at Diamondback Stadium. I know they do the spring training out there. So I guess because of the show, they've seen some other success, you know. But I, I think you can find things locally. You know, I mean, the little old town of Afton, I know you don't have a lot of franchises in Afton, right? No, not one, I might add. So it's sort of like an old town. It's It's a real old town. But I'll tell you, we have some great places. I mean, the Afton Golf Club, you've been there. You know the owners yep. of, of that, that club. They love you to death when you walk in there. You know, they, they treat you like family. The same thing with the Main Street Grill and Bakery. I mean, it's just it's just a flavor. That's why I love this town. You know, it, it's um, you just kind of disappear in it, and it's old-fashioned. It's, it's just old-fashioned. They have two bars, Dave. Well, I know, you know that. like it's obviously it, it's illegal to to smoke in bars in New York State, right? That's against the law. Not in Afton. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, you probably want to keep that a little quiet, Bob. You know. <laughs> I, I just did, didn't I? Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, just for our, our about three thousand listeners, they're going to have to keep a secret. Okay, we don't want anyone in Afton, Wyoming, right? It's Afton, Wyoming, get in trouble. That, we don't want exactly that to happen. Correct, yes. You, you know, but I, I've started looking at, at trying to go back to some of the old basics. And I, I know we all love technology. But the problem with it is that sometimes people get so wrapped up in whether it be, you know, Facebook or, I mean, there's 400 different social media things now, and none of them are really that social. I mean, I think Facebook can be if you use it right. You know, I, I definitely have connected up with some old friends and stuff that people I really cared about. Um, I was able to connect up with them, and it's fun, you know. But I still would rather be with them face-to-face. And I think that, you know, we have to almost, like, pull ourselves out of doing all of that and go back to some of the old days, pull out a notebook, write down. I, I always love to do this thing. Go into your own hometown, come up with a list of 
Will there be a gas station? It's a tough one. Unless you're in New Jersey, they still pump your gas for you there. But pick like the the drugstore and the grocery store, convenience store. Put all those listings down and try to find a locally owned one of those. And we can make it like a game, Bob. I think it could be a fun game. Yeah, it, it, and, but you know what? I'll tell you, it'd be difficult. I, I can still remember here in Afton, they used to have a, a Charlie Goodwin, you know, as, as uh-huh. had a pharmacy. You know, and he just could no longer compete against the Rite Aids, which were That's the problem. You know, yep. 10 miles, 15, 20 miles away and things like this. And he he ultimately had to close. And it was always said, well, I'm going down to Charlie's. You know, it, it wasn't, it was just a different experience because you had a personal relationship with him. You know, and uh, well, and it's in the sad to see that. You know, and I'll tell you, America's like that anymore. Well, like, and where are all the Charlies going, right? I mean, if you think about it, if if he had to shut down because he couldn't compete, then what is he going to do? Get a job at at the at that pharmacy at a Walmart or a Rite Aid? Yeah, and he couldn't even sell it, Dave. He tried to sell it, but there weren't any people coming out of in, from the industry that wanted to go to a small town like Afton. You know, and because you'd eke out a Twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollar a year job in a business, and it would yeah. be hard. You know, you'd have to work eighty, ninety hours a week. It just wasn't there for you. Well, I mean, listen, I understand when economics don't work, but again, part of the reason that it's happened like that is because people have turned their backs on the local merchants. Absolutely. You know, if you think back to when it started occurring, right? I mean, I know that you know my old whole town of, of Herkimer. I hate to say it, but when I was growing up there in the 70s. We didn't move there till after the uh, Green Bay Packers won two Super Bowls in a row. I, I was living in Wisconsin at that time. We didn't move to, to New York until then. And I didn't know that I was moving there in the best of times for the Mohawk Valley for Herkimer, or at least the, the beginning of the end of best of times. Because now okay. you go there and it's just it's oh. a hideous little town. I mean, I hate to say it. You know, a hideous. Well, wait until Remington goes. All of it goes. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing. Again, New York State's driving businesses out, you know. But so I mean, you got to look at all those people that they either can't move or don't want to move. You know, yeah. you need to sort of set the stage for them, and and show them and teach them how what we do. It's the old thing that my buddy Eric War always says: we do have a better way. I know we have a better way. I know that in most cases, I mean, the better way is I, I would love there to be independent merchants, but if they can't be. I would rather they be independent business owners than working for some conglomerate somewhere. You know? Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, in you, fact, you, that, could, you could almost create a town, Bob, where you've got the local so and so. Well, he sells vitamins for this the network marketing company, and <laughs> and this guy does this, and this. It, it could almost be like that virtual town that everybody is is their own little merchant selling network marketing companies. So, I mean, I'm cool with that. I don't know about you, but I'm cool with that. I'm in. Yeah, come on. That makes it pretty easy, you know. Well, listen, we know there's a couple of fun things. Do you ever remember this show? This goes way back. I know that we talk about, you know, the things that you're able to do back in the 60s and 70s where, you know, your parents, I, I know mine. I mean, and listen, if, if my parents are listening, I love you. You've done an incredible job with me. I love the fact that we would take off early in the morning and not come back till we kicked the streetlight out two or three more times. But, you know, yeah. I remember this show a lot. Now, how much did he get in trouble, right? 
And he set Always. the tone for all of us. We knew what he got away with, and we knew how to sort of work around it just by watching him. <laughs> I know, but it was always a, it was it was always a good ending, though. I love it was a good, good ending. ending. No, I think you, you know. like you like this guy right here, didn't you? Gee, that's a very nice sweater, Mrs. Cleaver. <laughs> well, thank you, Eddie. My mother has one just like it that's imported. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you remember Eddie Haskell? You know, yes. <laughs> he's just the type of person you want to have on your team. There's no question. Okay. One little last clip, and I and I just poured the last of my bottle of scotch that you gave me. I think I have some more coming up. But yes, I, I found this clip, and I thought of you, too. Hey, I know what this is. It's whiskey. Smells awful. Well, all whiskey smells awful. Then why do people drink it? Well, uh... It's like when grown-ups have a party. They drink it to have a good time. Gee, if it's a party, don't they have a good time anyway? Well, grown-ups have a harder time having a good time than kids do. <laughs> How do you think it got in the bushes? I don't know. <laughs> you know, you start thinking back and hearing these things, and you realize it's it's a surprise. We turned out okay. You know, we're, we're, we didn't do too bad, did we, Bob? No, no, I, I don't think so, you know. Uh, you know, I have I have a great family, that's for sure. So I had to do well, something, they, correct? Well, yeah, you you did. There's no question, you know. But it, listen, let's get back to it, okay? If if someone wants to build a a solid business, I know we talk about this all the time, and and we're sort of half kidding, half having fun tonight. But one of the things that I I know is that the success I've seen in network marketing. You know, 90% of it has come from business owners. It has come from working with those people that, like yourself, Bob, you know, that that have started a business or run a business, and they just got the right mindset. And we got to teach people how to find them. And I think it's a little bit more difficult today. But like I said, maybe we're going to do a contest, a fun thing to do. You know, so, I mean, a little town of Afton. I mean, how many businesses are in your little – and I know you don't have you don't have a streetlight, do you? I don't think so. Yes, there's street lights here. There's, there's many, oh, many there? street lights. Yes, yeah, actually. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think about how many restaurants are in this little tiny town. In fact, we can't believe that that this many restaurants survive here. But there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven restaurants in the town of Afton with a population of 835. Yeah, that was my question. Okay, so you, you, and they're all independent business owners, aren't they? All of them. Yep, each and every one of them, and they are work, and and we know each and every one of them by their first name. You know, when you go in there, every one of them. You know, so and Bob, that, do you think? Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to ruin your. No, it, it's it's just, and and it's great being able to do that. You know. Uh, I talked to uh, uh, the owner of the Main Street Grill and Bakery the other day, and I said I'd like to do, you know, like a, a small party. How 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 would we do this? Well, let's just do this. You know, it was it was just well, let's just do this. We'll just work around it. it Not It's great doing business yeah. like that. You know. Well, maybe then what has to happen is that I mean, even in a in a bigger city. There are small communities. I know it's hard to believe, but you spend a lot of time in New York City. It's amazing how many small towns there are within New York City. 
Oh, gosh. That's probably why I stay out of New York City the most of the time. It's so crazy. But there's so many individual (laughs) owners there. There is. I I love going there to eat because you can go on one block and there's 30 or 40 incredible restaurants in one block, you know. In New York City. But the bottom line is... Yep. Well, we're going to keep you out of the city, anyway, because if you took your bet there, it wouldn't it would be stolen or something. But, let, but listen, I mean, so what you're looking at though is that if we go into any town out there, or even a big city, you can narrow down your search, and you can find you can find you know independent business owners that you get a chance to go in there and become their customer. So here's what I'm going to stress again: if you're going to a local chain in your local town. You know, and again, I'm not going to pick on the Applebee's and the Chili's and all this, but I am going to pick on them. If you choose to go to them versus the local Mexican restaurant or the local diner, then you're setting yourself up for the potential to not have a prospect that you can easily go to in the future, right? That that's that's a hundred percent correct because you can you can compare that to my own small business. You know, uh, you know, we get knocked out of municipalities and things like this just because of the fact we're not you know we're we're not in that position of um the big guy you know the, the big guy and and so what happens we wind up working closer with the private colleges and private industry you know and we have so relationships with with individually owned some major corporations, some major companies like Stickley Furniture and that, but that's individ, individually owned, and we have that relationship there, you know, and and it's important, it's critical, and so you build relationships, and then that leads to a multitude of other things. Okay, well, so what it comes down to again is knowing your customers, knowing your prospects. And the easiest way, I mean, every single business that I've done things with in my in my Ambit business have all been people I've done business with over the years. I didn't just start, like, I wouldn't go to them today and then tomorrow go in there and try to pitch them something. That's just not my style. I would go in there and have some patience and show up there multiple times throughout the month, get to learn and, and know the owners you know, pick up some things here and there, uh, bring other people. You know, listen, that's one thing I remember. I, I, I always said I sort of broke the mold when it came to Starbucks because everybody knows that, you know, in the beginning it was a little different atmosphere at Starbucks. And I used to go to this one in Irondequoit, uh, New York, and I would go there almost every day. And this is for, I don't know, four years maybe, five years. And I never once was – I wasn't charged for coffee. And every time, in fact, even one time I'm sitting out in the parking lot because I was on the phone I couldn't get off, and suddenly I hear a knock on my door, and the manager has has my grande mocha in his hand to give to me. And I said, well, I'll be right in. He goes, no, don't worry about it. And I said, but that made it so I was so loyal to them, and I have a lot of great friends still from that one location. You know, but you know, as everything goes between my traveling, it changes. But I distinctly remember that I was a great customer there because I used to bring in four or five people to meet me there, and they would buy something all the time. So, you know, I think I was being rewarded because I was bringing in business. I thought it was smart for them, yeah. smart for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no. it's, it's all that trust trust relationship. 
That's everything. Oh, we can do the everything same exact thing no matter where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 trust is critical. There's no question. You know, like I said, growing up in the 70s, you know, um, I really didn't deal a whole lot with, with lawyers. And that happened when I had my company in the 80s and 90s. And I discovered, boy, that's going to be different times out there. And I realized that, you know, in the, in, in the 70s, and again, Rob and I talk about this all the time because we used to take off, get on our bikes, and we'd go play, you know, basketball or baseball or football with the local people. And, and so you ended up developing friendships that later on when, you know, you, you run into them 40 years later, you're still remembering that one game. And because of that, you're a little closer to them even when you when you talk to them about what you're doing as far as the business goes. You know, and, and I think that this the millennium generation, I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult because they don't have those same social skills or, or they need to fine-tune them. Well, yeah, but I th- I think people want to go back to it though, Dave. I think it's it's even though the, the there's huge unbelievable technology today, I I think people are trying to gravitate to the the personal touch more. I think it's going to take a a full cycle. You know, I, I, I really so. do. Yeah, yeah, we, you think we they'll, need to. Will they bring back the bell bottoms? I I thought they were already back. <laughs> no, only you, Bob. Only I, I know. You. I, I know. I skinny don't... jeans are back. You know. I know. Skinny jeans are back. And back, back, back when I was a uh, teenager, we called them pegged pants. Well, then we could wear them. Okay. They were called pegged. You could hardly even get your foot through the bottom of them. Well, I wouldn't have a chance right now. So we're going to go on to something else for sure. And you know what? <laughs> We're we're slowly we're slowly working down your letters for your uh the Lone Granger segment that you do and I know that you know we're gonna sort of revamp what you're gonna do once we hit the letter Z, but what's your letter tonight, Bob? It's W. By the way, that is the twenty third letter. The twenty third letter, wow. Yes. And W yep. W for Win, W for Wilkerson. Uh, that, huh? Well, I, you know, oh. that's Wilkerson. I, I did not consider when I did okay, consider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. let, yeah, let, let's you do your say because I got some great clips after. I can't wait to hear what you're going to do with W. All right. again with that uh, success climb up the ladder you know I, I just love doing this because you always have to remember your ABCs in that climb you know last week it was the 22nd letter which was V and we talked about visualizing it well you know the 23rd letter W actually it, it's it's an interesting letter because there's so many choices I mean so many choices I mean the first thing that came to mind was, you know, the the Christmas gift that I sent you and, and its advantages, but I didn't want to go over in that in detail tonight. Uh, you know, and, and then I thought, well, what about waste, as in wasting 
time and all your your learned abilities and things like this. I talked about that. I thought about work, you know, effort and doing something. You know, I and I thought about why. You know, the you know, the why of doing this business, which is so critical. I mean, there were so many things I thought about. And then I and I thought about winning like you were talking about. But then I thought, how how do you tie it all together? And I thought, well, here's how you tie it all together. You have to want it more than anything. You have to want this more than anything. I mean, that ties right into your why, that vision, that focus. You know, because remember, we have an obligation with that why for our family and all those around us that, that we need to help because we have what they're looking for. You know, we have what they need. You know, and, and and if you think about wanting it more than anything, okay, that that is the component, one of the components, one of the many components, to the to the winning edge. You know, like Art Williams talks about, you know, winning in business. You know, I mean, you can do anything in this country, anything in this country, if you really want to, if you really want to. And so the the, the W tonight. For that success, climb up the ladder, and the ABCs is want it more than anything. So, what do you think, Dave? That works. That works. It would have been good for works too. Um, you know, that's always the issue. Does someone want it bad enough? And, and I find it. You know, and I don't want to be pessimistic, but I've always been shocked by the people that I believe need it the most, want it the least. You know, and and you have to almost harden your skin up so you don't let yourself get pulled into their abyss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's a shame. But I I think more and more people, though, are going to get focused in on on network-based businesses. I think they are because I think, first of all, I think they don't have any choice. You know, and, it, and it's, and it's going to be it's it's going to it's going to outpace franchising in the future because it's going to be affordable. You well, know, affordable, and there's yeah. so many great ones out there. You know, there's this big thing out there on McDonald's right now where they're talking about the franchise owners are in jeopardy because you know McDonald's needs to change. You know, you talk about burgers; they need to change sort of who they are. And the problem is, every time you know someone makes that change at corporate. And tells all their franchise owners they have to do it. it it's incredible expense, incredible, and they don't oh, have much yes. of a choice. Yeah. Either, either they're yeah. part of it or not. So I think the report out this morning was it was like I don't know it was it was hundreds of McDonald's that are going to be shutting down over a period of time, and um, I think that franchises aren't that safe anymore either, just because of the the sheer cost and uh, you know their ability that they they you know. Consumers are fickle, you know. So if yeah. you have a concept, even like Chipotle or something, that's the hot thing right now. It's not going to be that yeah. hot in a year from now. If it's the same thing, you know. Right. People switch; yep. they want something different, you know. So you want to go spend a lot of money for that when you could spend, you know, usually less than four hundred dollars <laughs> and do a network-based business like what we've done. Yeah. Yeah. Almost with more upside. Actually, in most cases, it's more upside. You don't have the big investment. You don't have that monthly cost. You don't have that that job mentality where you're locked into place. You know, all the benefits that we have are just they're really dramatic if 
if they're presented properly to people, there's no reason why they can't say absolutely. You know, this 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 platform, this this even this vitamin again. I love some of the products out there that are pushed through network marketing. You know, I love what Ambit has done. Over a billion dollars, one and a half million customers. I love that. And what I love the most is the thousands of people that are making money because of that. You know, pull it out from corporate America and give it to the individuals. I mean... Well, I'm a big proponent of Young Living because of those oils. They're so... Good for your essential health. Essential oils. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, See, I've I never use used them. I have arthritis. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I use them. Um, you know, and there's a multitude of them. Uh, they're, they're pricey, to be honest, but they work. And so, can you can you put a number on your health? I don't think you can. You know that more than anyone, Dave. Well, yeah, and like I said, when I I started taking these vitamins, I said I was shocked because I went from sleeping two hours extra each day to energy back and not sleeping. I didn't hit that wall. I mean, you know, still, listen, over the last month or so, I've been on them for about a month and a half now. You know, I occasionally I'll say, you know what, I'm going to take a nap, <laughs> you know, but it's not because I I, can't, I don't have a choice. It's because I'm choosing to do that. And and I yeah. like that. It's just like I think that if people, you know, if they were smart and they, they built a good habit business and they got free energy and they helped all their friends get free energy, Man, isn't that going back to the old my town idea where we take care of each other? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And and if people would simplify it like that, keep it that simple, you'd have a much, much, much higher success ratio in, in our business. Well, maybe that's what it comes down to, Bob. You know, maybe I, I know you do a lot of it. I know when... When we do presentations, we have social hours after, so everybody gets together and we'll have a beer and and chicken wings or something, or or as us New Yorkers from West New York call it wings. We don't say chicken wings. Um, But (laughs) you get out there and you share and you learn about everybody, and the camaraderie is a lot like what I remember when I was growing up. You know, we had all the neighborhood kids. I mean, I knew every family. You know, I knew every family. I, I knew, and there was 30 or 40 in my little block area, and then... We were, we were on top of the hill, and down below it was was probably a couple hundred. I bet you I knew half of those too, you know. And today, I think you go into a neighborhood, and and a, you know, an eight year old or a twelve year old might know you know a tenth of the people in the neighborhood, and that's a big difference. So you have to reach out a little bit more. Well, go back yeah, old school. It's so. Yeah, that 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 relationship building is so key. I mean, uh, last night we the, uh, we had a social uh, you know hour at uh, in Ithaca, and I love Ithacans. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, they are out there, right? And but the and and I talk with several of of the guys in my business, and they're so sharp, and they're all excited because of this, you know, our new partnership coming up with Sunrun because Ithaca is very into green, you know. But right. we also admitted that that there are times that you have to settle back and start over, you know, because you you can plane out, you know. And, and I mentioned to a few of the guys there, I said, listen, when you started this business, if you were gifted senior consultant, how would that have been for you? Oh, my gosh. They said I would have gone crazy with it. I said, well, make believe you're doing that now. You know, so start over. Have some fun with this, you know. And that's the whole thing. You have to get out there and have fun. With with this kind of an opportunity, it's unbelievable, you know. And treat it old fashioned, the old fashioned way of doing things. Get out there and have some fun with it. Talk. 
You know, it, it almost would be fun if you think about it. If you if you took your core team, and we always talk about this, you know, set up your pretend like you're setting up a, a baseball game. Okay, so you got all these different players, and what you all do is is agree to 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 connect with each other like you used to, and that meant you call one who calls one who calls one, and you all get together and you meet. You know, I mean, now everybody just sends a a bulk text out, or worse yeah. even yet, is like an email. And and people go, yeah, whatever. But you know what? I think if you reach out to your team and you start to be personal again, I think that, you know, think about it. I said, I'm going old school. I'm going back to the 70s. And back then, yeah. I, I the only phone I had, my phone had a rotary dial. And we had a real long cord on it because when I was talking to my girlfriend, I would crawl underneath the, the stairwell and hide behind the piano because that way I would hope my brothers wouldn't know I'm on the phone. Right? I remember that, and then you had to, and they had to keep it short too because they usually were party lines. Well, yeah, or or again, I had three brothers, so they would pick up the phone, and either you know, I I actually I I didn't mind it when they would say something. I couldn't stand it when I just knew they were listening. I'm thinking, okay, I got to be really careful, you know, but. Yeah, we didn't. We don't have to worry about that now because everybody grabs their phone and sneaks off in a corner, and they sit there. I mean, listen, it's really sad when you go into a, a meeting or a restaurant or these other places, and you look around, and everybody is staring down at their phone. No one's talking; they're looking down at their phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. I how can you prospect people if yeah. that's if you're not communicating? How can you talk to someone about maybe a life changing business? If you're if you're not if you're not making yourself available, yeah, I, I I mean I've I've been doing things of late differently with my cell phone. I, I'm putting it away. You know, I was at a, a cocktail lounge the other night. You know, and I had put it away. I turned it off. You know, and and I was just looking, looking at the bar. You know, and there'd be a group of two, a group of three, a group of four. They're not even talking. Everybody's like distracted in their own cell phone i said what kind of social gathering is that you know it's and that the communication skills are, are worse than they used to be i'm telling you because of it as good yeah, but as you know what the funny is, thing is know. bob if you went around all those people you know i bet you 80 percent of them are on facebook they're being social <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you, you see how that sounds right i mean you know that I don't always answer my phone anymore, and I've done that for about a year now, on purpose. But I One know. is, well, <laughs> listen, I, I'm always available for everybody, but I also know that some people push that envelope a little too much, and I, I've got to have my personal space, especially having been ill for the last year yeah. and a half now. But yeah. I also know that, you know, like when Bob Granger, this crazy guy, calls me at 5 o'clock every morning, I, I found out that I could set my phone to do not disturb, and that way I don't even hear that ring until eight o'clock. Yeah, but yeah, you know, but sometimes I wait until uh, all the way up to six o'clock. It doesn't matter. It's it's set for eight o'clock, <laughs> so you can do all you want to before then. Now it's also set that if you call back, well, I'm not going to tell you the secret to it, but if there was an emergency, you would be able to get me. Okay. okay. But I'm not going to tell you how because I know you don't know technology, so I'm not going to give you a heads up on that. Not going to do it. I know. I'll not never do know it. 
So, Bob, you know, here's the thing we talked about. We're reminiscing a little bit about, I, you know, I absolutely, I love the 70s. I, you know, to me, you know, I, I graduated high school in 75. I went away to photography school, graduated. It was a one-year program in 1976. I was, I was that group, the Bicentennial. Um, I met so many incredible people. I traveled all around the country and then traveled all around the world in the 80s. But the 70s? To me, is what set the stage, and I and I see all the people that that, that I grew up with. The majority of them are they're pretty dynamic. You know, they've learned a lot of skill sets. A lot of other people had forgotten. And uh, I think right now what we want to do is, if you think back to that period of time, and, and listen, if you were born in the '90s, I can tell you right now, just think back to a day that there's no franchises, and you'll get a better understanding. Think back to a day when you had no problem helping somebody, and you weren't worried about if they fell, you would get sued. I mean, there's a big difference yeah. out there in what's going on. You know, oh, so yeah. you've got to go back sort of old school, develop the relationships again, get together with your team, and have fun and say, listen, we're going to pretend like it's the 70s, and for the next week, we're going to really communicate. <laughs> we're going to get together. We're going to social hour. We're not going to use the phone to do the quick texting back and forth. We're going to figure out what it was like because I think you're going to walk away after that week experiment being more connected, more centered, and you'll get a better understanding maybe of what some people out there and the reason they need to be in network marketing. My thoughts. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you 100%, per, uh, 100%. In fact, I've already kind of started that you know, with some of my leaders, and uh, we're in the beginning stages of it, and it's going to be exciting doing it. We're, we're excited about it. Well, we're going to do more and more of that, you know. So, hey, Bob, guess what? <coughs> we're closing up now again. Another night's gone by. I didn't cough too much. I feel good about that. You know, um, I'll give everybody a few of the statistics. We we are bordering on the 3,000 listeners. You know, we keep hanging in there up and down. So we're going to really gear it up next week because I want to go over that 3,000 mark just for because I'm a competitive sort of guy, and I know you are too, Bob. But we're getting some just great response from people because they pick up one or two things. And, again, if you notice, our whole show tonight you know, it was not about how exactly to build it. It was about uh, creating a good feeling, re- remembering. For a lot of us old folk, it's good to remember because it's our job to teach that to other people, to pass it on. Just like you do in network marketing, you learn, you develop a team, you pass on your leadership and then you you can you can back off because you've 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 created good leaders. We have to do the same thing when it comes to regaining our real socialness. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about the rest of the year. I'm excited about life, even at my age, Dave. Well, you have to be excited about life at your age. You know, you, you, you wake up in the morning and go, yeah, I did it again. What an accomplishment. I know. I feel the same yeah, way. I woke up. I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, I know. I woke up. I am good. You know, but you know what? It's those little things that you do that you go, I can do this. I can. If someone tells me, no, well, I don't care. I'm still alive. I'm good. You know, it's as simple as what that is. Yep, well, absolutely. listen, we're going to, yeah, we're going to end it up because we're coming up on that hard break, but. I, I picked a clip to end this out on, and this is an interesting one because it was uh, Earth Day uh, a couple of days ago or yesterday. Um, it's really funny. It's been for a long time. Well, this was a clip from 1970 
And for those of us who grew up in that period of time, remember, there was only one newsman that you listened to and believed everything he said, and that was yep. Walter Cronkite. Yep. No question, oh, yeah. right? Well, yep. he's talking about Earth Day, and I think you're going to sort of chuckle a little bit when you realize what they were saying, and then fast forward at, what, 70, what are we, 45 years difference yep. from the time of this yep. castle. So listen to yep. it. We close up and everybody. We'll uh, we'll see you all next week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but maybe we'll go to the 80s, even though I didn't remember much of them either. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see everybody soon. You want to say goodbye, Bob? Oh, yeah. Goodbye, baby. <laughs> You're so dynamic when you say goodbye at the end. Here we go, everybody. I know. I know. The hoopla of Earth Day is over. The problems remain. Only time will tell if these demonstrations accomplished anything. But let's summarize the points that were brought home today to a lot of people who have missed the point so far. For instance, the militants who see all this as an establishment trick to divert attention from what to them are more urgent concerns like civil rights or like Vietnam. They seem to have missed the point that there are no civil rights or peace in a lifeless world. For instance, the politicians who see this as a safe crusade, they seem to have missed the point that it will involve treading on more special interests than ever in our history. For the first time, they may even have to come out against motherhood. For instance, those in industry who see the crisis as only the hysterical creation of do-gooders, they've missed the point if they haven't heard the unanimous voice of the scientists warning that halfway measures and business as usual cannot possibly pull us back from the edge of the precipice. For instance, the too silent majority the greatest disappointment today was the degree of non-participation across the country, and especially the absence of adults. And the young people who did participate were in a skylark mood, which contrasted rudely with the messages of apocalypse. Those who ignored Earth Day, well, that's one thing. Those who ignore the crisis of our planet, that's quite another. The indifferent have missed the point that to clean up the air and earth and water in the few years science says is left to us, means personal involvement and may mean personal sacrifice the likes of which Americans have never been asked to make in time of peace. The sense of today's teaching was that America must undertake a revolution in its way of life. Affluent America will, we were told, almost certainly have to scale down its standards of living, give up having as many cars, as many children, as many cans, as many conveniences, as much conspicuous consumption. Someday, we heard today, the world will be a better place if it listens and acts. But in the meantime, perhaps for a generation or more, it will be frighteningly costly to each of us to clean up the mess each of us has made. But the cost of not doing so is more frightening. That's what today's message really means. And those who marched today, and those who slept, and those who scorned are in this thing together. What is at stake and what is in question is survival. This is Water Crime Guide. Good night. Well, thanks everybody for joining us on another Thursday night. We're going to be celebrating our 30th show in the next few episodes, so if you want to catch up, make sure you go and listen to all the past ones at 2blacksheepradio.com. If not, we'll understand, but either way, we want to make sure you join us because we're going to have a great time. We hope you are as well. We look forward to it. We'll see you again next week. See you all later. Bye-bye.
You're looking for meaning and purpose in your work. Hello? Hello? We all are. Every year, Harvard Business School Executive Education helps executives like you reevaluate goals and develop both personally and professionally to turn their careers into their callings. Don't be different. Be changed. Go. Start by going to hbs.me go. That's hbs.me go. Thank you.